They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got digital guru for Somerset CCC, Ben Warren, the voice of cricket on BBC Radio, Somerset Anthony Gibson, and losing his bright side of life virginity tonight, the one and only <laughs> Harry Everett, still wearing his uh, his Sanford shirt, fresh from a, a rainy day of T20s today. Um, he's still got his whites on as well. <clears throat> At least I had the decency to have a shower after my game today, Harry, which was... Uh, yeah, we played our, our sponsors in the rain. We have an annual game today. Not necessarily in the rain, but uh, yeah, we always seem to engineer them a win. But it was pretty uh, pretty grim today in the in the persistent drizzle. But thank you to everybody at, uh, at Wallens for your continued support. And uh, I know a few of the guys listen and uh, support of uh, South Devon Cricket Club. That's that plug out the way. Um, no, uh, no Somerset matches since we last recorded, but plenty of news. Uh, shall we start chronologically? With the news, shock that Tom Banton has re-signed after his uh, his uh, inadvertent. I don't know whether it was a, a slip of the tongue, Harry. You're probably best to uh, sorry uh, Ben. Be- best to talk about that. Okay, <laughs> sorry Ben, and then a very very guilty look down the down the commentary box cam. But uh, I think we can all agree that that is fantastic news, and it's great to see Bants has put pen to paper till 2024. Harry was what it, you were you were there, mate. You were there. You were there at the, at at, at, uh, at Ground Zero when that that bombshell was dropped. Um, yeah. What do you make of that? I just probably think the- great sign, especially you know considering that he's 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 got that monkey off his back of, of his first Red Bull hundred against Essex. Uh, well, it seems like about fifteen years ago now, but with all the other cricket that we've had uh, in the meantime. But yeah, great news. Yeah, probably. Unintentional highlight of the season that happened. I think we can laugh about it now, but it's a bit of panic at the time. But no, I was just listening to the podcast from last time, um, your last podcast back, and Anthony and Dan Kinnison, oh, I'm not sure if we're trusting that Banton's staying, not sure what he's saying with his mum's tweet going out, but no, glad that we can be unofficially, officially enjoy it and great to see that he's staying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we, we know what a force he's been in, in white ball cricket over the last few years. Um, but yeah, Red Bull. I mean, you were there for his uh, um, his maiden first class hundred a couple of weeks ago, Gibbo down at Essex. Yeah, I did. Stuff, I was. It? Um, it was excellent. And what I liked about the innings was he just played his natural way. He didn't try to be over aggressive, and he wasn't playing this sort of rather limp-wristed defensive game that he has been in in a lot of county championship games. Uh, earlier in the season he just he just went out and he decided to take on Simon Harmer because he he, he recognised that if he just let Simon Harmer bowl at him sooner or later one was going to find the edge and he started sweeping and slog sweeping Simon Harmer and he and he just took the game away from one of the best off spinners in the world in fact and one of the best spinners in the country and I thought that's the way you need to play Tom in all county championship matches, just, you know, not overly aggressive and not overly defensive. Just play each ball on its merits, but be n- your naturally aggressive self. And I think if he does that, then he can be as effective a red ball cricketer as he has been a white ball one. I think that's going to be the the, the key for him now in, in the red ball game is finding that that position in the batting order that that, like Anthony says, allows him to to find that tempo to play. I mean, I think he's obviously tried a few different positions over the, you know, he tried opening at the back end of, at the front end of last season. Um, and I know obviously that 100 at Essex was, was fantastic, but it it was, came in at seven after the concussion replacements and things like that. So I think that's the next step, isn't it? Is, is him fighting, you know, whether that is four, whether that is going to be, you know, and I guess that that will depend on when where Cola Cabal bats next year as well. But I think that is the next step for him is to find a a settled home in in that Somerset batting lineup, and and then and I think Anthony's spot on in terms of that tempo of of, of being aggressive yet um, in control. And I think you know, if, if he can do that and he can show the signs that he's shown, then he, there's he's, there's every chance that he'll have 
you know, a, a, hopefully a say on 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 the on the four games still to play here. But but more importantly, I think going into next season to have a real run at this Red Bull in this Red Bull side. I think Anthony makes a good point about the way he played Harmer. We looked at Harmer playing the Test match, and yes, it's different playing a Test match to Camp Championship. But the way Banton played Harmer really well. Har- Armour, who's been immortal for Essex for the last few years in the Kansas Championship, been so good, suddenly looked almost average. Then the Test match he struggled. Yes, he's Johnny Bairstow, Ben Stokes, quality players, whoever's hitting him around. But I think that positive approach has worked really well against Harm. And you look at that middle order now, I think Banton, Rue uh, coming in, and they could have some serious partnerships with 360 hitting. And if you know if the top order can do their job, Lamb and B, Imam, Abel, and then set the platform, it could be really exciting for Somerset to have that middle-order power-hole And, of course, it's not entirely cut and dried as to who the long-term replacement for Steve Davis is going to be. James Drew's obviously got runs. I saw he's, he took uh, well an incredible catch off a no-ball against, uh, was it Sussex, I think, he took that one. Um, but there were a few yep, was, little yeah. sort of rookie mistakes in there from, from young James Drew. So, I'm, you know, I, I think... Banton could be, you know, six seven with the gloves, with the Rue batting sort of in I that, think he's maybe in the top three. I, I don't know. I, I mean think, Yeah, I, I don't think Banton wants to keep the Red Bull quicker. I, I think he said on commentary alluded to it that it's a long old four days and bending down, he's had his injury concerns and he wants to concentrate on his batting. I think I'd be surprised if Banton was to keep the Red Bull long term, unless James Drew was suddenly injured last minute or away on England duty or something. But I think it would be more likely to be Rue and then maybe even Cola Cadmore ahead of Banton next year. Yeah, I, I agree. James Rue is, looks a much more natural wicketkeeper than, than Tom Banton. So he's done it once. And he is a, he's, only 18, he's only 18. He's, he's learning the job, but he, he looks he looks the part, I think. I, I thought he kept pretty pretty well in the one-day cup games. You know, I, Again, I know it's a pretty obvious cliche, but I didn't notice him too much behind the stumps, which is generally a good sign. But yeah, I, I think I think as time goes on, you know, someone's that need to invest in him as as the keeper keeper batter moving forward. You know, however long Steve Davis is is got form dependent and things, but um, I, yeah, for me, I think I think James who's a special talent, and I think if that if that is going to be his route to to be a, a proper keeper batter, then then we need to throw all our eggs in him. There's all of it all of a sudden now, which is even more astounding considering that you know Steve Davis has kind of lost his way and we've had um, Hildy retire in the last few weeks. We've actually got quite a selection headache with the batting now. When you consider that that George Bartlett was the man in possession and I think he's he got eighty odd unbeaten in in against Yorkshire. I think he got what did he get about forty against Essex. And you've got Banton coming in making a hundred. You've got Imamul Hat coming in. Uh, you've got Andy Mead, who, who looked like you know just the sort of play we need at the top of the order with a, the few innings that he played in the Royal London One Day Cup. Goldsworthy's in form, Rue's in form. So, you know, somebody's going to have to be very unlucky, I think, tomorrow. Well, yeah. I think I think the big the big decision is between Bartlett and Banton. Yeah, I, I, I think that you know the rest of the order I think probably takes care of itself. Immanuel Hack, Tom Lamanby. Tom Abel, Lewis Goldsworthy, James Rue, uh, Lewis Gregory, if he's available. Uh, you know, if they decide to play him, if not, Roland van der Merv, then Aldridge, Sajid Khan, I guess, will come in uh, nine, Josh Davian and Jack Brooks. Uh, but the, that big decision at either four or five, depending on where they back Goldsworthy, is is it Bartlett or is it Banton? Very yeah. hard to call. Very hard to call. You've got Aldridge yeah. as well to pop in there as well Gibbo you missed out Casey I, I missed him, I I missed him. Yeah, it's even more difficult now <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Aldridge, Aldridge I've got coming in at uh, nine no eight mm. eight at eight and then Sergeant Davian Brooks oh did I miss him out did he did I sorry well yeah. Gregory slash Aldridge no Gregory uh, slash Olaf van der Merv oh I've had a long day Gibbo sorry I've, yeah, not, even, I've not even been to the pub how many beers <laughs> at the sponsors day was it Shep you've had a long day <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a pint afterwards. I'm just on me Thatcher's rascal now, but uh, it's been a long day when you don't play as regularly as I do. No, I agree with Anthony. I think that that's the eleven I would look at. And yeah, your Banton Bartlett at five is the issue. 
I think Van der Merwe and Bartle have carried a lot of drinks in the last couple of years and potentially might again. Um, you know, it, it'd be good to have Brooks and Davy fit at the same time. So often this year, last couple of years, one of Brooks or Davy has been injured. So it'd be nice to see them. Oh, and I've been really impressed with Casey Aldridge's last few games in well, both formats he's played in the last couple of months. So excited to see him have a big role to play, hopefully. Yeah, for, for me, I think Casey Aldridge deserves to deserves to play. Um, I think there's no doubt about it. Casey Aldridge deserves, you know, he's, he's he's performed pretty well during the Royal London Cup, but before that, he was he's been great, particularly in the Championship at Taunton. You know, take, always go back to that Surrey game where he, uh, he, he he took took a few wickets in that second innings, and yeah, I think I think for me, he he he's another one that you know, yes, we need to look at the here and now, but he, he's going to be around in that Somerset side for the next hopefully 10 years so um, I think he's one that we need to be investing investing in and getting him as much experience as we can as young as he can because I think he, you know he's, he's got all the attributes you know in the field with the bat he's, he's more than capable of scoring first class half centuries so yeah I think I think he's, he's definitely definitely someone that we should be you know particularly in a, in a derby game you know giving him that extra spice of of, of, a, of a game against your local rivals I think it's something that, that we need to be doing yeah I mean I think for me it's I mean we've jumped ahead of the agenda we're doing our side for tomorrow now that was on probably about, about four or five on the agenda but let's do it now let's go into free flow yeah I mean I think yeah I mean I've I'm leaving out it's so difficult because every every all those top six, seven deserve a place, and you're gonna to have to leave out one of one of Bartlett or Banton. It's it, it's really difficult, but I think I'm yeah potentially I'm gonna I think I'm gonna leave out Bartlett. Although, do you play Bartlett because um, you know Banton had a, has had a pretty rotten time in that other competition, and does that come into selection as well? So, oh, I don't. It, if it's it's really it's literally fifty fifty for me about which one of those yeah. two guys plays. So it's a decision that I'm I'm very glad that I don't have to make. And if I was Andy Hurry and uh, and Jason Curl, I'd probably just nip off to my office, shut the door, toss a coin, and come out and make the decision. Because it's joking aside, it's it, it is a real fifty fifty. And I'm you know I'm just like I said, I'm so glad I don't have to make that decision. Um, but I guess I guess the upshot. Is, as well as having the the hard call to make, as I guess, if you if you wind the clock back twelve months when Somerset were on this sort of losing streak in the back, and there was no comp- real competition for places, there was no one scoring runs in the second eleven, no real kind of jeopardy of, of you know. But so I guess the the upshot not only in the fact that you know hopefully we'll we'll have a informed batting lineup to choose from is that. That there'll be people, you know, likes of Andy and me, the likes of you know whoever misses out, that will hopefully keep keep everyone on their toes to know that if if, if form does change, they don't score runs, and there's there's people that are going to be going to be pretty quickly coming into that that lineup, which is I don't think we've had that been in that mm-hmm. position for probably three years, really. It's probably worth saying that we got all this selection dilemma we're talking about just in that squad. Ben Green, if she's out, he would be in and around the mix, maybe. And Andy Mead, who's been talked about being signs of Red Bull opening, and those two guys aren't aren't even in the thirteen. So that you know that shows the the great strength in depth. I think I was just looking at back at the the averages before this season. Bantam was averaging twenty two in Red Bull cricket, and Bartlett twenty seven. I mean, as you say, it's fifty fifty cool. Yeah. I think that is the hardest one at five. I reckon they might go Banton just because he's done more and more exciting white ball player. Maybe that will come into it a little bit, but I do feel like George Bartlett gets hard done by. He's unlucky quite a lot of the time. Sometimes the architect of his own downfall, George, isn't it? He, he can be cr- absolutely cruising and then he'll just play an inexplicable shot and get himself out. He's <laughs> potentially the most frustrating player I think I've, I've ever sure. seen down at Taunton. He's got all, you know, he's Great hundred yeah. against Gloucester. Uh, we had a great hundred up at, up at Trent Bridge a few years ago against, and they had a pretty decent attack that day. And Old Trafford, yeah, hundred against Hampshire. Hey. They've got a good attack, and then you know you think this guy should be averaging sixty seventy in 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 the championship, and uh, uh, he just seems to just very stop being frustrating, George. 
there we are there's the title of the podcast for this week um, Oliver James you're in my bad books because you've just outbid me for the signed Roloff van der Merwe shirt on the uh, Pakistani flood uh, um, auction that the club are currently running uh, we'll have a quick chat about that seeing as that's topical at the moment if you want to pop onto the, the club website somersetcountycc.co.uk uh, all sorts of signed uh, signed goodies there shirts and uh, uh, prints and stuff of uh, and bats and all that sort of thing so anything you like um, but it is all for a for an incredible cause because uh, obviously having a really tough time of it out there in uh, Pakistan with the uh, with the weather. Anything you can uh, add on to that, Ben? Yeah, no, just yeah, massive thanks to everyone who's who's, who's jumped on it already. I say we quite it just seemed like a really natural thing to do given the the links we have with Pakistan anyway. But but certainly with Imam and and Sajid joining it, just felt like a really nice way to sort of um, embed them in the. The culture, um, and obviously, it's just in, yeah, I think mean, a really good cause. So, uh, and there will be more to come throughout the throughout the week. There's a few more lots being added, and uh, I know Imam is and, and Sajid are going to do a few bits with it. So, uh, um, we're sort of going to treat the game a little bit like the, the sort of fundraiser in, in all. But uh, um, yeah, jump on, have a look. And there's there's quite a lot of bits and pieces of players have been brilliant in in sort of donating it all off their own back. So, uh, um, yeah, well worth a look. You could make the uh, OK Sorry Ben into an NFT. Pop that out. Oh, can't mention it. <laughs> that's, that's, that might be in a few podcast time. I've got no idea what an <laughs> NFT is. It's, it's something to do with pictures of monkeys smoking. I know it's more complicated than that, but just so I'll be toggled. Gibbo, are you going to donate any Battlefield if, if there's a couple of bottles of that, if there's any left? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll have those. Very good. So we got on there at the moment. We've got uh, Abe, Tom Abel shirts, uh, Imam Hack shirts, England shirts, uh, signed bats, West Indies and Somerset, Jack Leach shirt, Craig Overt and Tom Banton, Jack Brooks, uh, Roloff and the canvas print signed by Ian Botham, and a, a Royal London One Day Cup shirt signed by Ben Green, which is currently the highest priced item at 175 quid. Mr. Matthew Hartigan is uh, is all over that one. So, mention Pakistani Even players. Martin also, Gloucester we... picked the right game. Yeah. All the Gloucestershire guys that played for Pakistan as well. It's good, oh, yeah, good yeah. game to have yeah, with five Pakistan players who played. And, and of course, what's also quite interesting is the game next week. Um, with Warwickshire, they've, they've signed two Indian players. So it's going to be, that will be quite an interesting subplot cool. ne- next week. But, uh, yeah. Who have they, they signed, Ben? Who have they signed? They have signed Siraj and Jayant Yadav. Who is an off spinner, I believe. Mm. Siraj is a good player. Yeah, he played in um, So, yeah, that should be, you know, I know we're looking ahead, but um mm. should be, be an interesting subplot. So, Ben, Which I gather you had a, a bit of a. You're breaking up a little bit, Harry. You might want to turn it off and on again or something. You've gone, you've gone, all, you've gone all blocky. You were quite. You had a bit of clarity earlier, now you've gone very. Very blocky. I feel like feel like you're on dial-up. But while Harry's sorting himself out, Thursday night, Ben, that must have been fun, getting out all those uh, <laughs> Sajid Khan uh, Facebook messages requested to be uh, removed and all that, because uh, it was uh, the worst-kept secret in, uh, in the West Country and Pakistan, uh, and it was officially confirmed by the club on Friday morning that... Uh, Offspinner Sajid Khan will be joining us for the final four games. Uh, he's played seven tests, uh, best of about an eighth. I had a little bit. I don't not heard much about him to be honest. I had a little bit of a look. He looks to give it a rip. Uh, yeah, he's... Andy Hurry intimated to you that he was signing an overseas bowler, Gibbo. He did. You weren't far wrong. You're uh, you're spying. Well, I, 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 I'd assumed it was going to be an overseas quicker bowler rather than an overseas off spinner. And perhaps with the weather forecast, it might have been better off if we had signed a quicker bowler. But yeah, I mean, he looks, you know, he he, he looks the part, and um, be interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, he's got a got an interest in action. You know, I don't know if anyone has seen the sort of clips of him on YouTube or. Or anything, but uh, yeah, he's got a bit interesting action. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's only sort of re- recently sort of broken into the Pakistani team, but he's taken an eighth for against uh, yeah, I think it was against Bangladesh. Um, so yeah, as a an off spinner is you know I think it's no secret about the fact that we've been 
been crying out for one since since Dom left, whether it be overseas or domestic. So uh, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know if this was on your agenda, Shep, but if we're going to go on to the pitch, I would be interested to see whether whether there will be any assistance for him over the next two home games and and, and potentially if there will well, be. Well, there have been a few questions about it. I mean, with the weather that we've had, um, not in the uh, in the immediate sort of last day or so, but certainly over the last month, it's been, uh, we've hardly had any rain and the pitches will be drying out and they're generally pretty dry and spin-friendly in September anyway. So, yeah, it, it, it seemed like a sort of a no-brainer kind of signing really, doesn't it? I, I mean... The question is, what do we do for that uh, that penultimate game against North Ants? Do we do we go hell for leather and you know a foot erect a full resurrect side Rabad, go for a full renaissance there and have Leach and Khan operating uh, at both ends all day, or Chuck Roloff in there as well and Lewis Goldsworthy yeah. leave out all the seamers, or do we you know just kind of try and prepare a decent cricket wicket as uh, as Scott Hawkins and the guys always seem to do? Yeah. It'll be. Inter- I mean, I guess it will depend on how we how the table looks at, at the time. Really, I mean, I think yeah. you know, I think if you've got Leach and Khan available, then I think they're pretty much likely both to play, unless unless there's anything sort of majorly um, sort of favouring the, the, the seamers in, in terms of the, the conditions and the pitch. But uh, yeah, I think looking at the table, obviously this Warwickshire don't play this round, so if 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 it ends up. Um, all the games being draws in this round, then it's going to be really tight down there, really, really tight. So there's it, it, a lot to play for. There really is. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see a situation where you've you've signed an overseas pro and then you bench him, or you play your overseas pro and you bench Jack Leach. I don't think either of those are, are, are going to happen. I mean, decent spin bowlers should bowl well on any sort of surface really and if you've got two of the best in uh, best in the business as uh, as these two seem to be both uh, you know both played a bit of test match cricket then uh, then yeah go for it I'm you... really excited well I can't wait to see him to become Pakistan's like, number one test bin is pretty good going remember that game back in March against Australia I was watching him bowl quite close I think he bowled 33 overs in the first innings and they got Kawaja out on 91 and Kawaja is probably Australia's best player of spin and he was creaming. He played so well in the recent test matches for Australia. And it's actually Khan. Yeah, he didn't get loads of wickets in that test. But for 33 overs against Australia, there's obviously a lot of belief and faith in him. So I'm really excited to see him bowl. And Kraken actually saying it's his moustache. He's going to be an interesting character. I reckon him at least would be great to watch. Yeah, he's got the full handlebar. Yeah. With uh, little twirly ends as well. I think it's... Uh... Few people have put out on social media that oh, poor old Ben Green's tash is uh, is looking a little bit uh, well. It's been put in the shade by by Sajid's effort, and uh, I think him and March need to uh, need to sharpen their tash game. Also, say he he batted seven in the Test match against Australia as well. So, you know, I, was, I thought it would be more as a nine or ten, but maybe he's going to be you know, rolling all rounder. Maybe he's a bit generous, but you know, could be decent with the bat. I haven't seen much of him, but. I think he has got a few runs at first class level. I think he's got a couple of first. He's not the a, a mug, I don't think. So yeah, again, it's first class century. Yeah, fine. I think the big question is: Will Lewis go, uh, Gregory play? You know, after his heroics in the tournament, we don't mention. Um, <laughs> you know, he must be, and I dare say he's been celebrating quite a lot <laughs> since um, since he took the Trent Rockets. Into orbit. I, I, heard, I heard he was on the skips till about four in the morning. He's had so many packets of them. He's, he's absolutely. He's, he's. He looks like Bernard Manning now coming back. He's. He's. He's overweight. He's unfit. Just too many. Too many. Uh, too many packets of skips. Although I do like skips, but slightly. But less he is. Uh, he is. He's so Im- so important to us, though, isn't he? You yeah. know, if with, with bat and ball, and it would be a it'd be a great shame if he, if he can't play. He's yeah, in the squad, so I, th- I think. You know, I, I'm sure he would have been been down uh, down to that. They were planning to train this morning. I don't know if they managed to to do it with the weather, but uh, um, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he will if he is fit. He looked it. Um, <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> He's got confidence and form of the bat against Gloucester in the year, and he at Bristol. We were up there, weren't we, for that? Coming back to that stupid three, he shouldn't have run, but run himself out in the nineties, but. Really good, aggressive. Not when we were looking to get quick runs, declare, and you know, win by innings. And the average was great. 
great win, but to have Gregory at his best coming in at six or seven and playing that attacking role is great for the side and balances it well so well, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Could and not it's gonna agree be more. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how, you know, the tournament that we, we haven't been mentioned is gonna play. You know, you look at someone like Lewis Gregory who's just been on a high coming in, he, all right, there's only six balls, but then you've got the likes of Tom Lamanby, and I know he's played the last couple of games, but really hasn't, you know, he's probably hit about, what is it going to be, 30, 40 balls in professional cricket in the last six weeks, so it's going to be... Yeah, he'll be full of confidence, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that, I can't remember who they were playing, but that, that not in midweek, when he when he came came in, and, and all right, there were scoops and reverse hits and goodness knows what else, but nothing builds confidence like scoring runs when you really need to score runs. And I thought he looked in, you know, really good. And he, you know, he was second highest scorer last night for the Manchester Originals as well. So I think he'll come in on a bit of a high as well. And yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, assuming that they're both selected, you know, and, and they feel well enough, you know, recovered enough to play, then I'm looking for great things from both of them on the back of the confidence that they will have got, albeit in a very different form of cricket. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Gabe. I don't think it's necessarily about facing hundreds and hundreds of balls and, you know, playing straight and leaving. If you've got, if everything's in good order and you're feeling good, you know, let's give them credit. They're not idiots. You know, Tom Lamanby's not going to, not going to all of a sudden just try and scoop over third man first, first over the game, is he? You know, so saying that, okay, they've been playing the scoops and the ramps and the reverse switch hits and whatever that's fine but it just means you know your levers are in good order you're seeing the ball nicely um and and you're confident that's all it is i mean okay maybe a little bit about just winding the tempo back a little bit but you know we know lammers can do that i mean look at how he you know he's he's done it against worcester he's played that innings against worcester in the covid season um so he's done it so you know you know i think they've got the They've got it in their lockers just to trans- transfer from one format to another. I, you know, I like you, and like you say, I'm, I'm expecting good things from them as well. I think they've got it in their lockers. I think it'd just be it's just such a drastic shift in, in execution that that, that he's gonna you know he's gonna be open in the end. It's probably gonna be drizzly or you know, the ball's gonna be you know. And I think there's a there's a difference between. I mean, I he he might not even have hit a red ball. In the you know yeah. he might understand what you know because if he was travelling back from Lords today and it, they didn't train this afternoon because he wouldn't he would literally get in the nets tomorrow morning at nine o'clock and that might be the first time he's seen a red ball since July so I yeah. think that, that 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 you know great if he comes through it and you know he's no doubt got the talent to and, and, and good on him but that's one that's a serious challenge that that I think he'll have to overcome if we are inserted or we end up choosing to bat first in the morning that. That, that, that he's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a hugely different um, experience for him. But but fair play if he goes on and, and does well. I mean, that's the thing. It's the it's the nibbly jukes ball against the Kookaburra that doesn't really have a seam and doesn't really do much. <coughs> that is for me. I think, yeah, yeah. That's that's the crux of switching <coughs> between white ball and red ball cricket. It's it's the actual ball itself and what it does. White ball cricket, think- you're generally playing with a, you know, with that Kookaburra no seam on a flat pitch. And you know, Duke's ball, Drizzly, Overcast. Tomorrow could be a completely different kettle of fish. I think what will help him though is that Gloucestershire looked pretty weak, and batting line I think pretty similar. Harris, Bracey, some good players. Missing Dent is obviously a, a Warriors anchor injury for Gloucestershire, but Payne, Van Meeker, and Shaw, Price. That's that's not threatening, scary bowlers. Payne is yeah, good, mm-hmm. good left arm, but a swing. Van Meeker's got a bit of a point to prove against Somerset, perhaps. Lovely bloke. I don't think anyone at Somerset's got bad words to say about him, but they're not really scary, threatening county championship bowlers. Nothing on a bass and Abbott, so that should hopefully help. You know, Lamanby and Co coming back. So, are we all predicting a comfortable Somerset victory if we can dodge the showers. <laughs> it's never comfortable. It's, it's, it's never comfortable. It was up at uh, it was up at the Unique Seat Stadium uh, a few months ago. We absolutely, we absolutely stuffed them. But yeah, I mean, all things being equal. <laughs> We are man for man. We are a bet. We are better than them. All things being equal, we should beat them. Um, how, how, how do you feel that Gloucester are going? Do you think Gloucester still believe that they can get out of this with them? You know, if they won three games, you know, they 
yeah, that that was only my 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 thinking is that you know could, if if there is a situation where we get enough cricket, are they going to be so desperate to go for a win? Are they going to set us 150 in the last innings or, or just have a go? Because a draw is realistically going to probably see the near the mathematical end of their division division one. Um, Campaign, but yeah, so, just wondering if we, if Somerset could use that kind of desperation. Yeah, it could do. From what I hear, they're not happy ship at all, Gloucestershire. Not a happy ship at all. Is that because they signed Marchant? <laughs> no, it's to do with <laughs> that. Was unfair. Sorry, Marchant. That was unfair. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so Gloucester uh, played eleven on sixty-two. Somerset played ten. Uh, are 37 points ahead on 99 so it's uh, and then we've got Warwickshire uh, played 11 on 104 so it's yeah they are if it is what we think it's going to be two up two down there what's that 43 points from safety which as you say Ben is is you know they're in the last chance saloon already they need to they need to win this game if if Somerset win and they and Gloucester lose there yeah that could potentially be the nail in the coffin already with three uh, three games to go. Yeah, them and the champions Warwickshire in big trouble. I think. Again, a team can win it one year and then get relegated last year. So exciting the championship. But we talk about the weather is going to be so important this week. I think it's also we haven't mentioned too much. Talked about Sajid's offspin. He, he, there's so many left-handers. You look at Hammond, Bracey, Harris, and probably others. But the three top men in the top order. Obviously, we don't know how early. There's so many seamers for Somerset. They've got eight bowling options in Somerset. Yeah, that's including Lamaby, Abel and Goldsworthy who don't bowl that much. But how early do they go to the offspin against the left-handers? You, you, you obviously want the seamers to the job if you're not able, but it's not going to be nice those left-handers if it gets to day three and four and there's been a few overs through. You've got to back your Pakistan overseas to make it pretty hard for them. Does their man bowl as well? They all, you know, all, all oh, Pakistan oh, seem oh, to oh, chuck down some leg spin breaks. if they can. Yeah, there leg we go. breaks. <laughs> If he's as good as Azar Ali, then we'll, that will be all right for us. He's taken one first-class wicket. Ah, I just hope he runs better than his uncle. That's what I'm most worried about. <laughs> yeah, so plenty of options. I think, yeah, we're going to be too strong for them. If we, if we manage to get a a good amount of play in, I think we're, we're too strong for them. I think we'll we'll win. Yeah. The weather is the enemy. It is indeed. From the sublime to the ridiculous. From being far too hot to absolutely piddling down. We would do some rain to be fair, wouldn't they? We were. We might some bit, yeah. Rather than yellow cricket grounds now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, anything else? Anything else been going on then? Oh, just back to Sajid Khan then. We, we spoke about it before we started recording, but there were tweets from Pakistani journalists on uh, date, I think, the 22nd of August that he'd signed for us. How did, how did we all miss that? How did that not crop up on anybody's radar for like two weeks ago? That uh, well, it cropped up on somebody's radar, didn't it, Ben? But uh, you're obviously sworn to secrecy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's two... obviously a, 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 yeah. I, I think the the interesting thing is that I, I guess there's there's a, quite a lot of steps that have to be taken before something can be sort of officially confirmed that maybe some of those journalists and some agents maybe have maybe jumped a few guns they potentially yes. all the dot all the eyes were dotted they tried to do what i intentionally did for tom banton didn't they yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah when, when, you, when, when, you take when, is, when is when is somerset's next signing going to be announced <laughs> About three the weeks before we all, it should the be, that, if, the, if the forms if one it goes to form. Know about. <laughs> the one that we all know about. Well, I, I, I couldn't possibly... Uh, <laughs> um, this is for next season, I should say, not for this season. Couldn't possibly co comment. There's, uh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a few bits of uh, that will be coming out over the next next few weeks that will be of interest. So, uh, but yeah. It's, uh, Who's that one, Gibbo? You've peaked uh, I'm, not, I'm not free to not free to say. I'll okay. just write it down and hold it up on a bit of paper. No, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it from any Somerset County C Cricket Club sources, so I suppose I could say it. But um, there's contact up north who's uh, can, can suggested, and I'd already heard it anyway. So, well, you were spot on with uh, with Marchant Delanger a couple of years ago. 
Yeah. Well, you can tell it's us it. then. You've told us you've not heard it from anybody <laughs> in Facebook at Somerset. You can't... No, I don't, I don't want to get the wrong side of Somerset County Cricket Club, but it's <laughs> <laughs> any more than I am already. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you'll be commentating from the top of the shirt factory if you keep uh, keep annoying people. Again. All right, then. tell us after I put out onto it. So up no, north, <laughs> is it Ben Stokes? No, it's not. Is so. it Johnny Bairstow? Is it Joe Root? <laughs> not quite. So James well, Anderson. Decent cricketer, mine. Don Bess coming back. No, oh. <laughs> so good. Look forward to Ben tweeting some eye emojis. I'm just going to get my cricketers who's who go through everybody from anywhere. Well, up north could be anywhere from kind of Gloucestershire uh, upwards, couldn't it? So I don't, yeah, I don't think it's as up north as you're going, chap. <laughs> up north, yeah. Bridgewater. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> Let's move on then, and we won't discuss the signing of uh, of this mystery man. But I'm sure all will be revealed in due course with uh, the appropriate procedures followed. <laughs> Right, should we jump on the listeners' questions and our correspondent tweeted? Oh, Roloff, Roloff's tweeted me. He's asking me what shirt I'm after, and I'll make sure it's part of the auction. Happy days. Cheers, Roloff. I'll have any, anything you got, mate. Anything you got, I'll have. <laughs> Jockstrap. Yep, I'd frame that and sign it. No, I wouldn't sign it. I'd just frame it. Right, here we go. Then here we go. Who was first on the? Uh, who was first on the list today? We have got. Oh, see, you, this is your fault, Harry. You're not supposed to respond to questions because, on, know, on Twitter because then they get a thread and like, it's really difficult for me to... Uh... As I did it, I thought I shouldn't have done that. I got a bit excited. I was waiting oh, for my next yeah. game. I was waiting for bat or something, I think, and I needed something. <laughs> um, Andy Cleave was about uh, Craig Over unavailable on international duty. He's not going to be selected. Why isn't he released for us? Oh, I think they've got to... Uh... Got to cover for injury, well, uh, freak injuries. I just he, in I case. I hope he will be for the Warwickshire game. I think there's a good chance for for the Warwickshire game if he's not selected. Yeah. He yeah. should be available for that, and that would make a big difference. A big the, difference. the inner conspiracy theorist in me is saying they'll pick him. They'll pick him for the test next week just so he can't play against Warwickshire. <laughs> uh, right, Simon Hancock is poking the hornet's nest of our favourite topic of the other competition. Would you go yeah. and watch a South West 100 franchise if it had a core of Somerset players? It's a very good question. Well, it's multi-layered, I think, because it it's in, it's alluding to the fact that, one, we don't like the 100 because it takes all of our best players. And, you know, let's not be about the bush. We are one of the worst affected counties for losing 100 players. And then we also don't have the opportunity, whether we would take it or not is a moot point, but... We don't have any of this cricket in uh, in the southwest hotbed of Taunton and Bristol to go and watch. So I, I went no straight away. I, I should say I was one of less than maybe ten journalists in the whole world I'm aware of. I was at Trent Bridge for the first ever pilot of the hundred. So I feel like four people tell me off for being West Country and being biased and just writing something off. I was literally there and we watched it. We interviewed Daryl Mitchell, who was the PCA chair at the time, spoke to loads of people about this. The Australian guy who was all behind it, worked in the ECB and the players didn't have a clue what was going on. It was bizarre, the five ball things. And it was just so messy and confusing. I know they tried to refine it and change it a little bit since this is, I don't know, five years ago, how long ago it was. But I just I just didn't get the thing. Why change overs are not a complicated thing. That's one of my biggest bugbear is why you're trying to get kids into the game What's wrong with six ball overs? When I played a T20 the other night on the Erratics Oxford tour and we bowled two overs from one end, which seemed absolutely bizarre and revolutionary, but it got us through quicker. Because um, it's August, we started at five and we've done by half seven. It didn't help that we were batted. <laughs> um, but it, there's little other things you can do. You could bowl 10 overs from one end and 10 overs from the other end. If you want to make T20s quicker, there's so many things you can do without making it sets of five or 10 or weird other things. I just feel like it's completely unnecessary. And I just... I yeah, I'm just passionate that overs is a big part of cricket, and I, that was one of the rules I just didn't get them changing. I could go on, keep winding up. There's plenty of things. Do you do you think though, if and I, I don't want to weigh in on them. It's not for me to weigh in on whether Somerset fans would want it or not. But do you think if I know Nasser Hussein and and a few others have been talking about a renaming Welsh Fire Southwest Fire or whatever? 
if Somerset County if Taunton hosted hundred games, do you think they'd sell out? Yes, probably. I think they probably would. I'm very torn. I must say. I, I, mean, I think if if a, a West Country Fire hundred side had a good core of Somerset and Gloucestershire players in it, I'd be I'd be quite drawn to to watching it. I don't think I'd be asked to commentate on it because I don't. <laughs> My, my, Welcome to this load of bollocks here from Taunton. I'm I'm begrudgingly <laughs> here, much. Anthony Gibson. Oh <laughs> too God, <much> right. <laughs> but, um, but against that, you know, there's, there's quite a um, substantial block of Somerset members and supporters who define themselves by their opposition to the hundred. They hate the blooming thing, uh, and so you know, it, I, th- I think it would be it would create real angst within the sort of uh, Somerset membership su- supporters and so on, if, if if we were to have that. But, you know, um, blood is thicker than water. And, and in the end, if they're your boys taking part in an important game of cricket, you're going to want to support them, even if you don't particularly like the format. I mean, with, with the 100, I haven't watched a full game, but I have watched a lot of performances by Somerset cricketers. You know, I just I just go in in order to see Tom Tom Lamanby or um, Lewis Gregory or whoever it might be, and see how they Tom Banton, see how see how they, how they get on, because I identify with Somerset County Cricket Club. I identify with Somerset County Cricket Club probably more than I do with England. It was very interesting as a comment from uh, Michael Atherton in the Times a couple of days ago, where he said if if county cricket isn't uh, if the purpose of county cricket isn't producing England cricketers, then what is its purpose? Well, to me, the county cricket, the county championship is an end in itself. I support Somerset. I want to see Somerset win the county championship more than I want to see England beat Australia in the next Ashes uh, series because winning the county championship is something we have never done. And that's that's what uh, really motivates me. So I think, you know, if if, if a, uh, a West Country fire had that core of a regional identity, then I think both in Taunton and in Bristol, it would take off. Yeah, I mean, and I uh, all joking aside, I think if you look at our team, which is the Welsh fire, they have got, what, one Somerset player in Tom Banton and yeah. how many Gloucester players have they got? I'm not does Payne play for them, or was he Payne. another franchise? I think David Payne, or he was. Again, I, I couldn't tell you too much about. Yeah. Michael, <laughs> yeah. Michael Hogan plays for them, but but he's Australian. Yeah. So, so if if you are looking to kind of regionalise the hundred, if you look at the Somerset players, they're all over the shot. I think we've got players at every single team, haven't we? Which going back to your point, if you want to, you know, get it localised, you know, say if you have a combined. Uh, Somerset, Gloucester, and Glamorgan eleven, which plays you know one game at Taunton, one game at, at Bristol, one game at Cardiff, and then one game at one of those grounds. It's a lot. E- it's a lot easier sell if you've got Somerset, Gloucester, and Glamorgan players in there, which well, is what exactly what happens with Western Storm. Yeah, exactly. And all Gloucestershire and Somerset, and they do have a regional identity, and they're they're very successful. Yeah, I think it's very different in the men's and women's game. I think, but why would you want to travel further to watch cricket? I don't. The the T Twenty Blast has had so many great overseas over the years. We've had the Villiers, we've had Brendan McCullum, Chris Gale at the prime. I don't see the standard of cricket argument people use all the time. I don't really buy that one. Um, but I think yeah, the women's game it's worked really well for. But I think if they just put the money in, a lot of it is five pound tickets. I do a lot of work in schools and coaching cricket, and I've had people come up to say, I don't want to watch the hundred. I want my kids to watch cricket. But I've got to be honest with you, it's so cheap. If we happen to be on holiday in South Wales, if we happen to be visiting relatives in Birmingham or Southampton, I've taken my kids to watch the 100 because it's so cheap. If the ECB or whoever's putting all the money in Sky had put all that into T20 Blast, I think every single county would sort of T20 Blast if it was in the summer holidays. I think there's so many different facets in yeah, but that ship has sailed. You know, we're stuck with the with the hundred up till twenty twenty eight. It's one of the basic assumptions in the um, high performance review and and all the rest of it. That that being the case, perhaps we have to make the best of it rather than defining our, ourselves as a as a candy cricket club as being against the hundred. And Gloucestershire are very very much the same as well. 
which you know is, is, is fair enough and makes you feel um, strong and, and determined and all the rest of it but it does mean that we're missing out on potentially quite a lot of revenue and you know and the, the, the clubs that have got the hundred franchises are, are going to be making a lot more money over the next five years than the clubs that haven't and perhaps we need, you know, we need to be in there. I don't know. I'm very torn about the, the whole thing. I, I really, I, you know, I am not a fan of the 100 for exactly the same sort of reasons that Harry was articulating, but we're stuck with it. So we might as well make the best of it. I had a big discussion with Mark Overton at Instead the other week. Jamie was watching us in the touring game all day. I'm not quite sure why on his day after I wanted to go and watch some village cricket. But Mark was in the bar afterwards. And of course, he's going to, you know, it's helped his boys and it's getting the money. So he's going to have that. But it was... It was some of the arguments about the money, I just feel like the counties had, you know, we're going over debates we've had so many times, I think need to keep going over it, but that, are they really that keen for it with the money? So much of it comes down to money. I don't want to, we don't want to see a Leicestershire and a Derbyshire go bankrupt. These great, you know, counties and the history of the clubs, but it's just all a bit of a mess, isn't it? And like you say, Anthony, we're stuck with it for a few years and people are going to keep arguing, we're going to keep having these debates and there's no real easy quick fix. I think the... Um to, to, to sort of harp on to Gordon Hollands's point, um, which I think is a really good one, is that that ultimately there's got to be world-class cricketers playing cricket in Taunton during the school holidays to inspire people. And at the moment, the last two years, and again, to discredit the likes of Matt Renshaw and Peter Siddle, who, you know, the, the people who play in the Royal London Cup, but that... That I think is the biggest thing that they're fighting for. Um, is that there has to be world class world class cricketers, men and women, playing in in the summer months. And I think that that's that's something that whether that's whatever guys that is, I think that's a really interesting sort of overarching structure to it that that, that needs to change. Yeah, I mean, you you look at when when Chris Gale was playing for us you know sort of six seven years ago i know he calls himself the world boss and the universe boss but that the guy's just a force of nature and when you've got someone like that playing at your club going out and doing the things that he does you know going out in i think he was out in taunton pretty much every night of the week wasn't he and i don't think he ever had to put his hand in his pocket once for a drink just an incredible what's that isn't that Chris Gale on your wall behind you as well, isn't it? That is Chris Gale, yeah. That's one of the two times we had him down at South Devon. But that, that kind of goes to, to the point I was saying. Thanks for bringing that up, Harry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pay me. Just, yeah, when you've got someone like that who's who's around the kids. I mean, he was absolutely fantastic with the kids. He signed every autograph. He posted every selfie. You know, we got him a bit drunk and he went out and batted when he wasn't really supposed to. And I don't know how Matt Maynard was. Matt Maynard wasn't there, thank goodness. So he couldn't really pull him back in. But... Uh, yeah, just that that sort of thing. Having that that world class personality around kids, just inspiring them uh, to play the game, is it's absolutely invaluable. And like you say, no, I mean, obviously Matt Renshaw did a you know did a fantastic oh. job. And no disrespect to Matt, but he's not he's not like a a, a huge name like Chris Gale is, was he? And, and Chris Gale, you know, it's like having Messi, Ronaldo down your football club. It's it's like something that's absolutely you know unheard of, and when kids meet him, that you can kind of see their eyes are like saucers, and you know they're just meeting this giant hero of a man, and, and they just get inspired. Um, but just going back to what Ben was saying, um, you know, about wanting world class cricketers to be playing at Taunton during August, does that mean that Gordon Hollins is interested in putting together some sort of West Country stroke Wales hundred franchise? Well, has, think, he, has he asked about about that? Has he given any well, sort of clear indications? I think I think the, the answer is that I think at the moment not, we don't know what and what isn't on the table or even open for discussion. I think there's there's so many points that need to be given with this Strauss review about what happens next and what 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 are the cards that Somerset have got to play to ensure that they're they're still relevant in ten years time. You know that that those are the those are situations, and I'm sure plenty of those cards involve hundred. Plenty of those cards involve international cricket. Plenty of those cards involve women's cricket. You know, but but we need to, as a club, we need to make sure that we're still 
representing the whole of the southwest and doing it to the best as best we can because it's such a huge area of of cricketing well it's a cricketing hotbed as Nasser Hussain said so you know I think there's so many things that the ECB owe us essentially uh, you know they, they they I think it's I don't think you know they they I don't think it's lost on them that, that they've sort of left us out you know I really don't I don't know that a lot of people go oh yeah they don't care they don't care I, I think they do care they just they just haven't quite managed to um, they haven't got a solution as, as yet that, that gets us where we need to be but have there been any discussions between Somerset and Gloucestershire making common calls oh I, I think every angle of every situation has been been discussed moving forward you know I, I think it's it's clear that you know that 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 like you said the hundreds here to stay and I think it, it's clear that you know how how county cricket could end up with the haves and have nots if 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 this situation develops as it could you know hopefully it won't and you know whoever hosts hundred games and that it's not it's not the end. It doesn't mean to say that every, all the players just get hoovered up, because that's the, that's the real. You know what we don't want to see is Lewis Gregory signing for knots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want to see Tom Lambie signing for Lancashire. We don't because believe they're, they're getting. They'll have no doubt those conversations will be taking place. You know, there, there's oh, no doubt. Benny Howell's just Benny Howell's just gone back to Hampshire. There's, there's no doubt that if you're Lancashire and you like the look of Tom Lambie and you just go around, say, oh, check out these facilities we've got at Old Trafford. Yeah. It's absolutely no way that that's not going to happen. That there's going to be some tapping up going on. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what the actual rules are with with regards to what what you would call tapping up, Ben. But if you've got a player, if you've got a player that you've got your eye on at your ground for a month, then you know you can you can just drip 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 as much as you like, can't you? While it's not officially tapping up, it's not officially an offer. It can still it could still be going on. So you know. I mean, I I think if right at the start of this, the team had been based at Taunton, called the West Country Warriors, or something like that, I don't think the opposition from Somerset fans to the hundred would be nearly as as vociferous as it is. Um, but just watching the Welsh Fire play into a half-empty Sapphire Gardens week in week out, it's you know they're losing every game. It's it's pretty dismal for them. So maybe they could. Um, they could have a revamp. Who knows? Who knows? Just dropping it in there that Gordon Hollins is also a uh, a director of uh, of Welsh Fire Limited, Welsh Fire Brackets the Hundred Limited, listed on Company South. So could make the change if you wanted to. You could certainly table it at a board meeting, along with uh, William Brown from Gloucester. Who's that then? Chief Exec. Will Brown, Chief Exec. Dan Cherry of uh, of Glamorgan. He used to play for Glamorgan, didn't he? Dan Cherry, way back when. Hugh Morris, uh, Aileen Richards, and uh, Scott Smith are your, are your board of directors for Welsh Fire. So, presumably, they'll be uh, having um, a conflict about the uh, disastrous couple of seasons. But I hope that's answered your question, Simon. We've done about 20 minutes on that. <laughs> you just know if we mention the 100, that's it. Boom, we're all off on long run uh, for about three or four hours. Uh, any more for any more. Um, uh, nice short one from Mark Long. If you're being realistic, how many games out of the last four do you think we can slash will win? Well, all of them. Yeah, I think two. Ooh, two. Is that weather dependent, Gibbo, or do you think? Yeah, if we get if we get an even break from the weather, I think we can win two. We ought, we ought to beat yeah, Warwickshire. Aren't, aren't very well. Like, all right, they've been they've got their Indian reinforcements. Northampton aren't, aren't a great side, and Kent. It's going to be difficult to get any sort of result on that Canterbury weekend. Yeah, I think, it's always but, a road uh, in it. So yeah, so man for man, and you know, uh, Gloucestershire, as we've been saying, are uh, you know, with all their absentees, they weren't strong in the first place, and they look a lot less strong. Particularly you know, in the you're at six day. o'clock tomorrow. You're going to say, "The closer play Gloucestershire are now six hundred for one against Somerset." Uh, we'll see you all tomorrow, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tempting fate if I ever if I ever heard it go up. But yeah, I think yeah, Warwick should look a bit stronger with their reinforcements. So mm, a bit iffy about that. But I think we are better than Gloucester, North Hans and Kent. And you and you're right, the yes. the pitch down at uh, Canterbury could be the winner there. So yeah, we we should. I wouldn't be surprised if we won all of them. It wouldn't be a shock if we beat Warwickshire. But it probably wouldn't be a shock if we lost to them or if it was a draw up there at Edgbaston. I think that one's pretty close to call. But uh, yeah, pitch down at Canterbury is going to be. Uh, uh, 
going to be a tricky one to overcome, but we should beat Northampton Gloucester at home. Yeah. If we don't, then there really will be some vitriol flying around social media. Right, next question then. Uh, that's from Mike. Uh, oh, Mike thinks the uh, the hundred teams uh, should be called the Southwest Wurzels if we're based in Taunton. Going along with that, Mike. Not <laughs> sure uh, that's the uh, the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> is that because the Wurzels is copyrighted? We can't use the Wurzels. <laughs> I think the the, ur, the the sort of urban brand of the, the hundred. Yeah, let's let's go with I don't know. What about the dragons? Is that good? Don't forget, dragons? don't don't forget that Wurzels is a is a diminutive of mangled Wurzels, which is a mangled Wurzel is a type of turnip. So it's, it's not. It's not really what the other thing is powder puff popcorn or whatever the other teams are. Turnip goes nice. the crisp. We need to, we need a crisp. We're pro- no, health, we're promoting healthy, healthy, healthy eating vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> let's just name all the hundred teams after vegetables. <laughs> you could have the Welsh leeks. I, th- I, I think the, the Western Dragons would be fine. Western Dragons, absolutely. I'm quite happy with something. Yeah, we could, maybe we could, uh, maybe we could like super regionalize it into I don't know, eighteen. Does that sound like a good number? Yeah, oh, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, let's go with that. This is your fault, Harry. You've put in too many tweet notifications here, and I'm struggling to read all these uh, all I these questions. Know. I think we were a bit light on questions today. There weren't many, to be fair, so I thought I'd give it engagement. Andy Cleave, are you surprised we signed an overseas spinner instead of a seamer? Could this mean the return of Cider about? Um, well, yeah, as you said, Gibbo, we thought we'd be getting an overseas seamer, but it, looking at it uh, with a bit of hindsight, it makes sense to uh, to sign a spinner with uh, with Jack Leach being out. And... Uh, and he then goes, who misses out on the squad for the Gloucester game? I think we've kind of come to the consensus that it's probably going to be Roloff and Merver and one of Tom Banton or George Bartlett, but none of us yeah. are prepared to uh, wield the axe on either of uh, <laughs> of Pants or George, so we're going to leave it to the to the men in the note. But even with the, you're talking about the seam and the spinner, even with Leonard, Sale and Baker, their injury issues, there's still loads of seam options. Brooks, Davey, and we talk about Abel Lambert as part-timers at Brooks, Davey and Aldridge is pretty, pretty, pretty ideal. Yeah, Marchant's not in the squad. He had a decent game, decent run last time out against um, against Yorkshire as well. I thought he bowled really well that game. So I'd like to see Tom Lambert be bowling more. Yeah, that le- that left arm angle. It's uh, it you know it does make life a lot more difficult. Uh, there's a piece by Ed Smith, a piece by Ed Smith in the Sunday Times today. Um, uh, when um, he, he, on that f- really the flattest pitch in history back in 2007 when Somerset were play, playing Middlesex and there were more centuries scored in that game than any other in, in first class cricket and Smith said he was going along no problem at all against the likes of Andy Caddick Charles Willoughby came came on left arm over, over the wicket he, he, he nipped between the slips and it just completely discombobulated him because of the, the change of angle and I think we ought to be making more use of, of Tom Lavenby to mix it up and just put that element of doubt yeah, in the batsman's mm-hmm. mind Yeah, I played with Charles son the other day in the Somerset Stragglers game we were talking about old dad the left arm bowler and yeah no they old legends there's so many of the players with their kids coming into cricket it's quite cool to see and reminisce about the, the old players still knocking around yeah yeah, I think he was injured at the start. Of, he had a, was carrying an injury at the start of the season, wasn't he? So it prevented him from bowling. But obviously, did a quite quite a little bit, little jaunt in the blast. Bowled the first over in the, the very start of the tournament, didn't he? Don't let him bowl to Hammond. Please. Don't let him bowl to Miles Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> that was funny. That was the end. That must have been the end of that experiment. I think, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Well, that's what T Twenty cricket's all about. You adapt. You uh, was it analyze, adapt, overcome, something like that. <laughs> Miles Hammond looked awful a couple of years ago in that blast final against Surrey. He just couldn't get it off the square, and then looks completely different player. Right. Best of luck to Tom Abel and the boys uh, tomorrow. Then, do we have any other business? Uh, just one shout for Western Storm that are coming to Taunton. Oh yeah, next Sunday. Um, so if uh, yeah, it's the last is the last day of weekend cricket at the ground. The only day remaining of weekend mm-hmm. cricket at the ground. So uh, Sophie Luff 
captain in captain in the, the storm in uh, 50 over action so if anyone's around fancies a sunday at the county ground that'd be great yep i'll uh i think i'll be making it up there i think my little girl i was going to take my little girl which is i think she's got a birthday party now she had about three birthday parties this week two of them were hers <laughs> Been another one today, horse ride. She's got a better social life than I have, for God's sakes. Don't you have one one birthday per year now? Normally works unless you're the queen. Well, she had like <clears throat> it was her birthday on Friday, so she had like the family birthday party came round, and then she had um, my wife put this it's, it's a girl who dresses up as a Disney princess comes around and does all their makeup and stuff, and uh, yeah, she was uh, she was pretty nice actually. So I sort of can, I, can she come around for can she come around for my birthday as well? <laughs> He probably is. It's probably his side hustle back in Australia. He's like, oh, yeah, it's lunch, right? I've just got to you know, dress up as a clown and go off and do a kids' party. He'd be brilliant at kids' parties, wouldn't he, Matt Renshaw? In Marnus and that Sam Heaslet just started doing like the podcast lad, just started doing a little trio of kids' parties. Yeah, I'd love it. Okay, we've got him a career. Great stuff. Right. Well, let's hope the weather holds off uh, holds off for tomorrow. Uh, don't forget to bid on the uh, on all the uh, signed shirts and stuff on the uh, the auction. Have a look at the club website for that one. Unless is that it? Oh, we've just gone over an hour again. Determined to keep it under an hour. Our poor listeners, thanks for sticking with us uh, for another hour. Always look on the bright side of life. But uh, unless we've got anything else, should we knock it on the head? Yep. Good stuff. All right. Cheers, everyone. Catch you next. Really, chefs. Cheers, Ben. Cheers.